It is a movement of divine grace that we don't have the control that our minds sometimes want in moments that require our attention. Because if it were up to us to design and craft our life, we would never include anything uncomfortable. We'd all rest within the comfort of our own securities, away from anything like sadness or pain. Luckily, life has seemingly more profound dimensions for us to explore in consciousness. You know, it's unfortunate that we steer away from looking directly into our issues for the answers to our healing, because it's in the pain that our spirit communicates directly to our body, and it's, it's usually a message that requires our deepest attention and love. And all we need to put into practice is to pay attention. Rumi says, the cure for the pain is in the pain, and it's quite the opposite place for most people to focus on healing. Part of our Western society is designed to implement a belief that we're not whole unless we've met a certain set of standards for ourselves and as contributing members of society, which equates to us never feeling good enough until we can prove to the world outside that we can survive on our own. And this type of behavior leads to a series of beliefs that divide us from our inner sovereignty and our intrinsic connection to source. It's a belief that we are not enough until proven that we are. So naturally, this conditioning has led to enormous amounts of shame for being human or making mistakes. Because to take a personal stake in our collective world, we cannot run the risk of feeling like we're not in control. So what we do is look the other way. Instead of taking accountability over our energetic field and doing the inward healing involved and reaching the light of understanding in the clutches of the shadow self. The shadow self being everything we refuse to accept about our experiences in life. And it isn't intrinsically wrong to have a shadow. What becomes problematic is when we refuse to acknowledge that we have one. This leads to resistance and avoidance of ever resolving inward conflict. And as long as we have this resistance to our shadow, we will continue projecting it onto others in unconscious ways. It's the same as saying, I don't want to feel this, so I'm going to imagine that you feel it instead. And thus we begin moving through life, allowing it to influence our behavior and how we treat others, you know, which then quickly creates a larger summation of barriers and thicker walls, and this prevents us from accessing love within ourselves and also being able to see the love in others. You know, we become divided between our light and our shadow, and this is the spectrum in which fear operates. The objective of emotional fear is to keep you bound to the illusion that you are helpless and in danger. Uh, that you are a victim to the outside world. And as long as you fear moving through problematic emotions, you will keep yourself bound to the belief that something is wrong with you and that you're not enough. And it's in this limited way of thinking that will keep you farther and farther away from discovering that deep down, you are absolutely perfect and free. Because who we are at our deepest core is not something bound to limited beliefs. Uh, it's not an object or a set of right or wrong circumstances. Who we are is love manifested into form. And we fully embody this by simply being alive and by being aware and being present 
and expressing our divinity through the most natural form of expression that we have as humans, and that is to love. And the interesting thing about our Western world is that it has programmed the ego to not recognize this as a tangible reality because of how seemingly simple of a practice this is to put into play. You know, the ego can't fathom something as simple as awareness and love. Because in the space of awareness, there's nothing for it to do. Because the ego's primary function is to make what is simple complicated. Uh, It breaks down at the feet of awareness and becomes the humble servant as a result of our understanding that the ego is simply a tool to be used in the experience of consciousness. You know, it's at this point where we begin to compassionately look into the nature of our emotional pain and our trauma. And we do this without allowing our ego to identify with it as being who we are. We begin to see emotional pain not as a result of our inadequacy, but as a result of our unwillingness to find the deeper truth and lesson hidden within our fears and insecurities. And that lesson is a lesson about love or a call for love. The teaching hidden within our shadow is not emphasizing that you are bad for making mistakes, but that you are instead truly human for making them. Human meaning that you are a spiritual force moving through our collective world here to learn everything that you can about the nature of our creator and to fully actualize your part in that divine order by learning from every experience that comes into your life. So although emotional pain is the most sincere feeling we may experience in the moment, it's one that we commonly only appreciate in hindsight, but never foresight. We commonly hear people say that they're grateful I experienced that in past tense, in retrospect, after they've already overcome their traumas or their emotional pain. But we never often hear people say that they're grateful for experiencing this in present tense as they're actively experiencing difficulty in their lives. You know, we look back in gratitude, but never present in gratitude. We never thank our challenges for allowing us to feel in moments requiring our deepest attention. It's just as much a blessing to feel sadness as it is to feel happiness, as it's in this spectrum of emotion that we're given the opportunity to see either that which prevents us from experiencing our true selves or that which allows us to deeply feel our divinity. So when we say yes to feeling every quality of human experience, being that of either happiness or sadness, it is the same as communicating to our body and mind that we are ready for healing. When we say no and we resist feeling hurt, it's the same as communicating to our body and mind that we're not ready to move forward. And the body will react by producing ample amounts of fear in your life because it feels uncertainty as to who the perpetrator is and why it's there. And instead of shining light and understanding in the depths of this experience, ego creates a shadow and begins to convince us that there's something wrong with us. And it will do this through negative emotional impulses and self-talk. You know, emotion is a direct line of communication between our energetic selves and our physical counterpart. So listen to your hurt and allow it space to explore your awareness. When we begin to be more honest with how we feel, we begin seeing the hurt only requesting a space for compassionate attention. 
So when we meditate on that which binds our heart, we'll discover a sense of unfoldment in our awareness. We begin to see emotional pain as a call for love because it's not the feeling of fear that causes us suffering. In fact, fear is a natural neural response that is felt when our spirit communicates the message to our body that we need to pay attention and be alert to what's in our field of awareness so that we can give it the attention, the love, and compassion that every difficult experience deserves so that we can return to our most natural state and maintain spiritual and emotional equilibrium. So I invite you not to be fearless, but to instead be awareness instead. Because if you're operating from awareness, there's no need to be fearless. Fearless implies that there's something to be fearless of. Because as we mentioned earlier, fear cannot touch that which is divinely perfect. So fearlessness becomes irrelevant. It's only the belief that it can that causes us to fall asleep time and time again. And and this is a perfect example of how powerful we are as human beings when we can create entire universes out of one belief that we are either bound or free. This is how loving and compassionate our Creator is, that we are given the ability to choose which journey is within our highest teaching. We're given the ability to choose love or fear, and it doesn't ultimately matter whether we choose either. When we begin to see from the perspective of God, it is all leading us back to love one way or another. It's just about how quickly you're willing to get there.